Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That song never gets old. I mean, uh, <laughs> okay. um, it actually does get old. Uh, Bradley Trainer was reacquainted with an old friend on his television this weekend. Yeah, all my friends are on TV now. <laughs> this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. And uh, when we talk about our friends on the TV, we do a little here's what we're watching live. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's What We're Watching Live. Hey guys, here's what I'm watching on the TV. Have you heard of The Crown? I've heard of The Crown. You you watched uh, the first season? I watched season? Like, the fr- like half of the first season. Oh, TikTok, get busy. No, watch. I'm the queen of not finishing it's things fine. I start. It's fine. Um, I get it. I totally get it. I've been there. But I am watching The Queen, and I'm telling you... Uh, oh, the oh, Crown. The Queen? Well, I am the queen. <laughs> I'm also watching The Queen. There's several queens in my life. <laughs> queen! Okay. Anyway, back to The Crown. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Um... Because the crown is about the queen. Anyway, so Netflix's third season of The Crown is now available. I think it was available yesterday. And I didn't binge it. I just watched one episode because, frankly, I always do this thing with this series uh, wherein I watch it all right away. And mm-hmm. then I'm sad because I have to wait another year to watch it again. So you want to savor this. So we'll see what happens. But at least last night I only watched one episode and it felt, you know how you have that series? I don't know for you if it's like uh, The Handmaid's Tale or mm-hmm. something where, you know, the new season starts and you're like, oh yeah, okay, here we are with my happy place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember being like that with... um Downton Abbey. Yeah. It was like being reunited. Like, especially when it's a show that like you have to buy into an entirely different world than the one that you live in. Yeah. That like you feel like you're being reacquainted with old friends. Yeah. So I think it's wise of you to take little bites. No, abs- and enjoy it. Absolutely. And um what's interesting, even though I felt like, oh, it's so nice to be back, what's interesting is this is a whole new cast because you'll remember right. The first two seasons of The Queen involved, like, The Crown. The crown. Claire Foy <laughs> played the Queen, and Claire Foy played the Queen, uh, and Matt Smith played Prince Philip mm-hmm. for the first two seasons. And now, the Queen is played by none other than Olivia Colman, mm-hmm. um, who was just in a huge movie uh, this, this summer. Anyway, um, where she was playing another Queen, oddly. But 
and Helena Bonham Carter is playing her sister. And so it's all new cast, like literally, with the exception of uh, Winston Churchill's character. Spoiler alert, eventually Winston dies. I'm sorry. I okay, that's like that. saying that the Titanic sinks. Yeah. Do not tell me these things. But it's played by uh, uh, John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's the same, but everybody else is essentially different. And But it didn't feel like totally new. Like it felt like they were just the <laughs> latest embodiment. And it was just... It was so delightfully uh, familiar, even though these are totally new people and just the music and the scenery. And you just I just love this story. So did they skip over like a large portion of. I guess because I did. Yeah. So like so they're they went from like one year or decade or what so, I mean, like a period of a time years right later? um it, it was more than just a few years but um you had sort of the young queen as played by claire foy like into her maybe 30s mm-hmm. and now you've got uh the queen in middle-aged assuming queen. in her 50s it was 1964 when was the queen born she would have been in her 40s 40s perhaps. so probably mid to late 40s anyway she's reached middle age okay in this particular um installment and it's a total what's interesting is it's a totally different world right it's Mm -hmm. the 1960s right when we left it was sort of post-war um you know britain was an entirely different country um our politics was you know their politics and our politics was totally different right um the u.s history obviously different um, you know what i mean Different it's, times. It's all t- the time is different. Yes. They advanced to 1964, which is where they start. And this will, the next two seasons, supposedly, are going to inhabit this middle-aged uh, part of her life. And we hope that there would maybe then be two more seasons where she is an older queen. Well, and it would be nice if they do, like, continue to follow, sort of, if they're able to continue to follow the storyline so that we kind of at some point get almost up to present day, right? Yeah. I think that would be interesting. Well, what's interesting about the present day, and I've been having this headspace uh, over the weekend because I listened to an interview with the creator of uh, The Crown, and all of the stories, you add that to all of the stories we've been reading about and talking about that involve the actual royal family, that it's just made me think like, like, I've been thinking a lot about Prince Charles, oddly. So, like, he's going to play a more prominent role in the next two seasons of The Crown. He didn't really in the last night's episode. We haven't met him yet. But just think about... Because, you know, the life of the royal family is just unique, right? Right. Obvious. It's so obvious. Right. But then I was thinking about Prince Charles. Prince Charles, his entire life, people have said to him, one day you'll be king. Yeah. So that everything he's done... Yes. ...has been because... One, one day, day you'll, you'll be king. Be king. How old is Prince Charles? I mean, how old is he now? Like, he's got to be 70-something. Exactly. Yeah. Is he king yet? No, he's not king yet. So, can you imagine being five one day? You must do this, Charles, because one day you shall be king. Right. That man has not been king, and I don't know if he's going to be. He could have a heart attack tomorrow and not be king. I mean, that's 100% true. And just imagine what a weird, like... I ain't, I'm not trying to make it like these people's lives are miserable, but imagine what that must feel like well, as a human. The man is 71 years old. Yeah. Think about what it must be like yeah. to be a human in that unique experience. Listen, I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, it's hard to like get your brain around feeling like 
I, I understand. Like, they're amazingly wealthy. They're very well known. They've lived a life of luxury that's been supported by the people. Like, that's, that is a unique experience. Yep. However, within that ecosystem, yes, how bizarre would that be to be raised in the public eye with that sort of promise, that banner over you, like someday you're going to be king, do this, behave this way, because someday you're going to be king, and then you're like 71 and you're not, you you ain't never been king. And it's not even a promise, it's also also the thing that's kept you from likely doing the things that you actually want to do, because so often... You can't live a life like a normal person would because one day you will be be king. king. Yeah. Right. Whereas you have Andrew, Prince Andrew has literally this was the other person I spent some time thinking about this weekend, especially because of that interview that's on the BBC uh, where he's defending his, you know, relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. This is a man who really has never had. I mean, I don't want to say he's never had a purpose, but being the sibling of the heir, the heir. And you think of Princess Margaret, like, that's just such a uniquely sad place to live. Well, and we've 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 watched that in real time with William and Harry. Yeah. Right. Like we've watched how they've how how Harry's sort of wild ways have carried out in the Mm -hmm. public eye, especially with, you know, in a time where like. Everybody had a camera on their cell phones and he's naked in a Vegas hotel room. Right. So like we've seen what wild partying Harry, yeah. they can't keep it as quiet as they were able to in other generations. Yeah. But we don't see that side of William, not necessarily because he doesn't have that side. Well, no, he's not allowed to, but he's not allowed to. But also, I think for Harry, it just must be so frustrating because you really like you have to make it all up on your own. Nobody's there telling. I mean, they are telling you what to do to a certain extent, right? Like, don't completely destroy the family. But hi, Prince Andrew was able to be friends with Jeffrey Epstein, right. a known pedophile and sex trafficker. Right. So the rules are a little different than Prince Charles, who um, I, I just think it must be an incredibly for as much as I'm sure there is drama written on the page by the creator of The Crown. There is actual drama happening uh, behind the scenes that we never will be privy to because, you know, they will never, you know, we'll never know the true uh, state of things. And again, while I'm not losing sleep over how uh, tough their life must be, um, I do feel like it must be incredibly, incredibly fraught. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's part of, I think, what makes it so interesting, right? That's part of what I, we all marvel <laughs> about, about the monarchy is the image that they're portraying and you know they're they're multi-dimensional people but yeah. we see the one dimension yeah and we're i think we're all curious about like what's really going on back there i mean i'd be like mom can't you just give it a rest you're 90 some years old let me do the thing yeah you don't need to do it anymore yeah you've been telling me but i was gonna old, do it my whole darn life that old queen is like no i excuse me yeah. please <laughs> i am the queen <laughs> When we come back, I wouldn't be handing nothing over to nobody. Be like, right? you didn't earn this. I ain't dead yet. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, you know, we already perused Oprah's gift no. guide. Careful over there. Um, but there's another gift guide we got to oh, get our eyeballs on. More holiday gifts. Mm, it's the Goop gift guide. Oh. After this on My Talk 1071. You know who needs to calm down? You. No. Oh, sorry. Gwyneth Paltrow. This is the oh. Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment.
Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And when we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow, we call ourselves the Gooper Scoopers. Here come the Gooper Scoopers. They are gonna find you stuff that's dumb on Goopa, Scoopa, Goopa, Scoopa. That's just what they do. Goopa, Scoopa, Goopa, Scoopa. There's always stupid stuff on Goop. Okay, what's the special Goopin? holiday edition? Because the Goop gift guide has been to look at this. released. Okay. I'm just going to start here, Bradley, because this is the one that I want to talk to you about. Okay, you like you probably have a vacation coming up. Soon. Oh yes, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Turkey Day, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like see my mom. Um, have you considered mm-hmm. uh, shopping for a team of photographers to document your family vacation uh, and what? then put the photos in an elaborate book? What? It starts at seventy five thousand dollars. That's a thing. This is one of the services uh, that. Gwyneth is highlighting on her Goop gift guide. Is this a custom family documentary uh, tome? This is a, the a book of your family vacation photography for how much? Seventy five thousand dollars. What? Why? Yeah. What you have to do is you have to invite photographers Esther and David along on your family vacation. They'll take the pictures, and then they'll make a book for you. Uh, okay, I have a. Isn't that hilarious? And you can pay for the privilege. I have a question. Yeah. Is this like the new Hammocker Schlemmer catalog? I mean, that's what it makes me think of. Remember how the Hammocker Schlemmer right. catalog was always like, you can buy a plane. Yeah. Or like the Nordstrom gift guide. Yeah. So this is specifically, now to be fair, this comes from a section of the Goop gift guide that is called... Uh, like, you are disgustingly wealthy and only five other people can... Well, it's actually basically. a lot more than that, and there's a, I don't want to get into it. It's I called know. the Ridiculous But Awesome Gift Guide. Yeah. So, it For the is... the loving plutocrat in your family. It is, ridi- <laughs> it is ridiculous and awesome. For example, you could get uh, a Lunar Rock edition of Norman Mailer's Moonfire. Wait, what? With with a I don't even understand with a words. meteorite for two hundred seventy five thousand dollars. What are you even talking? I know about? nobody is buying these things. I but somebody probably is. Have you ever looked at the um, fire extinguisher in your own home and thought, what? you know what, that needs to be gold, a gold fire extinguisher? Okay, that's true. I lied. It's brass. <laughs> it's a brass fire extinguisher for $250. Okay, what? Stop it. I'm dead serious, okay, you guys. So surely there must be some... Okay, because here's the thing I know about Gwyneth. She's always got some stuff on there that we can buy. Good. I'm glad you brought that up. we'll usually get Holly yep. something. So from the Goop gift guide. Yeah. So I decided, okay, that's none of that stuff is my speed. I'm going to go to this other gift guide. It's called the under $100 gift guide. Okay, so maybe there's going to be some practical stuff oh, here. Sure, I'm very yeah. excited about this. Okay. <clears throat> what about the 24 karat gold fumed cocktail stirrers for $99? Fumed? I don't even know what that means. Are they swizzle sticks? Yes, they're yeah. swizzle sticks. Gold fumed. Gold fumed. Like they have gold fumes. Like yeah. that's I guess. Okay, you get a whiff of gold for 100 bucks. $100. Not the whole thing, just the whiff. Just what a is, whiff. Oh, of course, they have weed papers. Uh-huh, of course. Because, you know, yep. it's chic these days. You can buy all of Palo your... Palo Santo. Oh, we could get Holly the Palo Holly, Santo. Yep. I'm telling you, though, like, here I'm like, oh, under $100, this will be great. There will be practical things in here. And then the majority of it is not at all practical. Like, for example, 
um, the Goop exclusive self-reflections notebook. Okay. It's Goop branded, and that's why you're going to pay $30 for it. But I can get a spiral notebook yeah. down at the big box store. For like a dollar. Do you know what I'm going to start yeah. selling? Oh, my God. I'm totally going to launch my own. What? Because... Here's the thing. A lot of this stuff, like, I love cutesy, smelly thing. You know, mm-hmm. like, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. like a nice huff. Yeah, like a good mm-hmm. huff. Like gold-fumed things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, oh, hey, give me some background music. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this food coma slash party recovery diet supplement. Yeah. Which I'm assuming is literally just dust in a capsule. Yeah. I need to start selling something like that. Yeah, you do. $45 for four tablets. Yes. Call it dust in a capsule. I know. We're doing it wrong. Like this. We'll just call it the placebo effect. Yes. That'll be the name of our website. Exactly. Placebo effect. When we come back, we've got to do anything, but go for it. Crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Wow, well, because of what was full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. Okay. That was unique. Where are we going? Florida. Cool. Yeah, I want to take you to Fort Pierce, where some police pulled a man over last month. And that man is 37-year-young Joseph Zach. Joseph Zach, Mr. Zach, uh, and his brother Ball. They oh. were pulled over last month <laughs> after <laughs> the car did not stop at a stop sign oh. around 9.40 in the p.m. And I will tell you, it's not a good idea. To not stop at a stop sign. Right. Because you could get pulled over. Mm-hmm. So, um, apparently... Thank you for that sound advice, Bradley. You're welcome. With his sedan still in motion, an officer spotted Zach making, quote, furtive movements. Um, leaning towards the center console, making furtive movements. Now, furtive, I imagine, I have means to look like, that up. like frantic-ish. Is that like a... Attempting to avoid notice or attention. Yes, furtive meaning sneaky. Mm -hmm. Typically because of guilt or belief that discovery would lead to trouble. Well, it's, it's, it's probably appropriate then that they use that term because he was trying to do something sneaky. You see, when the car came to a stop, an officer approached the car and saw him trying to hide something. Oh. And it turns out that's why he's... A crazy, stupid idiot. Oh, wait, no, actually. That's just the beginning of the reason. Oh. What do you think he was trying to hide? A, a sex worker? No. I don't know. I thought maybe what like... What if I told you he was trying to hide it in a Budweiser can? Okay, so it's something smaller than a sex worker. Yeah. I mean, it could have... I'm going to make a joke, and I won't, so I'll just it leave it like at that. Is it like his weed or something? Close. Um, a subsequent search of the car found uh, some cr- uh, a glass crack pipe and a clear baggie with whitish oh. residue. Oh. That whitish residue uh, tested positive for 
crack cocaine. Wait, can we talk about something that's also kind of funny about that? Cocaine. Not funny cocaine. because drug problems aren't funny, but that he was trying to hide his drugs in an open beer can. I mean, hiding in plain sight works sometimes. Maybe he wanted to get a swig of the beer or something. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know, but that's not even the end of the story. So that alone, like hiding the drugs, woo, okay, dumb, not crazy, stupid, idiot worthy. It's what he said when they said, um, looks like there's crack cocaine on your Budweiser can. It's what he said in response that earned him crazy, stupid, idiot status. Did he say, no, I'm just happy to see you? Is that crack in your Budweiser? <laughs> Are you okay. just happy to see me? <laughs> All right, that's inappropriate. No, in fact, um, it turns out that he looked at the can and looked at the officers, looked at the can, looked at the officers, one more time, looked at the can, looked at the officers, and then said, well, because they said, how did, uh, is, you know, that crack, how'd it get there? Mm-hmm. I don't know, must have been the wind blew it in my car. <laughs> The wind, quote, must have placed it there. Oh, my God. On his Budweiser. Yes, because, I mean, Florida is a little kooky. Yeah, I mean, stranger so, things have stranger happened. Stranger things have happened. But I don't know that I've ever heard of, some, like, <laughs> crack cocaine flying through the air and then landing, landing. in a Budweiser can. Yeah. Just another example of the... I don't know how that got their defense. I love that. It must have been somebody else's. So really, remember when you were a kid and you would say dumb things like that? Oh yeah, Several but then times. you grew up and you realized, like, well, that's nonsense. I don't, I don't think he ever grew up. Apparently not. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, he he is a, a painter by trade, and uh, just so you know, we'll face arraignment on December third. Okay, thank you. I'll pay attention to that okay. case. Um, we were we will be going to Maryland for our next story. Oh, okay, hi. We're going to talk about a 19 year old guy by the name of Nathan Newell from Bel Air, Maryland. Here's the deal. Okay. Um, he's a bank teller at the Freedom Federal Credit Union. Uh, that's one of his jobs. He has uh, another job as well. Um, but when he was working at the bank last week. That's when he met a 78-year-old guy whose name I don't know. But that 78-year-old guy came in and made a big withdrawal. And that's when Nathan Newell hatched a plan. Oh. He knew just how much money this 71-year-old man, or sorry, 78-year-old man had withdrawn from his account. Okay. And he had his address. And so Nathan... The bank teller, who was sick and tired of working more than one job, went to the guy's house, forced his way in, attacked the guy, and robbed him. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. There's some more to the story, but I don't want to tell it to you because it's sad. Because it's sad. Um, Nobody died, though, did they? No, but he did take the guy's 57-year-old stepdaughter and pulled a gun on her. Oh, my God. I know. Anyway. Uh, The police were able to put all the pieces together. They found uh, Nathan at the bank a couple days later. He's been charged with robbery, burglary, assault, and home invasion. Uh Okay, that was just a sad and tragic story. Oh, I lied. He didn't take the 57-year-old stepdaughter. He had to run away when the 57-year-old stepdaughter pulled a gun on him and threatened to call the cops. Oh, okay. Well, that's better. That's better. better. Thank you. You're welcome. I made it better for you. It was just depressing. No. 
Yeah. But so here's the good news. Nathan won't be working at that job anymore. (laughs) It's a good thing. How did he get hired in the first place? I don't know. (sighs) That's a ticking time bomb. Speaking of ticking time bombs, bombs, bombs. Uh, taking time bongs, that would probably happen on a crazy, stupid right? story. But no, I want to go back to Florida, and we're going to go to St. Petersburg. Now, I just feel like, you know, drugs are terrible and horrible. And I'm sorry, but this story has some drugs in it. Um, I want to tell you about a man. He's uh, he's a big man. He's a 41-year-old big man named Martin Skelly. Mm. And Martin Skelly, well, let's just say that police had been responding to a suspicious person call. That was placed by some employees at a McDonald's. Um, I don't know what was suspicious about him other than he was, he's like a giant. I, I should say he's only 5'8", but he's 5'8 and 380 bills. That's a big guy. That's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Like horizontally big dude. Um, so he was walking around. I don't know. Something made people think that something ain't right about this dude. So they called police and uh, the police came along and they said, what are you doing? And he was like, nothing. And they said, um, can we touch you? And he was like, okay, sure, if you have to. Okay. And then they did. That just and they got found, real awkward. They found a hypodermic needle containing methamphetamine. Oh, on dear. All right. So he was arrested for drugs. Okay. Again, sad. Not the first time we've heard this. Not crazy, stupid, idiot status worthy. Right. So they take him to jail. Right. And what happens when they take you to jail? They among other search things. you. They search you. Now, I would imagine a 380-pound individual, there's a lot to search. Yeah, there might be some nooks and crannies. There might be some hiding spots. Yeah. Well, it turns out there were. Mm-hmm. There was. And there was stuff in those hiding spots? Yes. They said to him, sir, do you have anything else on you? He said, no. They said, well, we're just going to take a little looky-loo. This is an unusual place, I will say. We have talked about the back door, the front door, the mouth door. I don't mm-hmm. know where the mouth is. The, I don't know. The attic door, wherever. We've talked about all those places. Here is a place that I don't think we've ever talked about. Wherein they found drugs hidden away on this 380-pound 5'8 man. I'm afraid to come up with something. Deep within. Deep, deep within. A part of his body. His belly button? Yes! Shut the front door! They discovered a small plastic bag containing almost three grams of methamphetamine. It was wedged deep within the belly button cavity. Can I ask you a question? I guess. How deep can that be? I know! Such that they didn't see it when he was arrested. They didn't see it at first when he was... Uh, strip search they had to get all up in it i mean that is a party trick right there yeah like how deep is your belly button how deep is your belly, belly button deep is the bgs want to know the bgs had to rewrite that song living in a nasty world i mean also i don't i can't even talk about it what I feel like there would be a smell to that. Oh, God. But, you know, he probably likes that smell. Because I feel like people who do that, they probably like, you know, like dig all up in there and <laughs> smell good. Hey, that was gross. I do remember when I was a kid just being fascinated by my belly button. Like, what's what's down there? Belly buttons are weird, man. Like, I would get a little ooked out just looking at my belly button. It's 
It's weird. You know, it's just a weird thing. Not yeah. that deep. Yeah, Mine everybody's isn't, are different. Everybody's, everybody's got belly different buttons are different. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, though, that it would ever occur to me to try to cram something in the belly button. No. And hang on to it. I also wonder, is the skin really thin there? Like, could you, could you, could you, could it open? I don't know. What do you mean, like, put some ointment on it or, and then it would go? I, no, I'm saying, like, is it really thin down there? Like, the skin between your, or is there, like, another layer of skin that we're clearly not aware of? And I'm probably, I don't, you know, I, I feel like it's a mystery. I feel like the belly button is a human mystery. It's kind of like the first time you've seen your own, you know, okay. down there. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like when you sun it? I see what you're doing there, House. Your doorbell? Um, yeah, your doorbell. When you see your doorbell for the first time. I'm just saying that... The, With the aid of a mirror, because I don't know that anyone can really ever... See. Can you I see it? I don't think that people think about their belly buttons very often. Not anymore. I certainly did when I was a child. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like you got anything resolved. No, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> when we come back on the Maybe Colleen and Bradley show, we'll that. be resolving Bradley's belly button. Just kidding. We're going to be playing the throwback live at 245 on my talk 1071.